0: You are listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball
1: career guide. Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, I'm back for episode number 31, and uh, today I have Luis Almanera on the podcast. Uh, I contacted Luis. I saw that he uh, he had his hand in in Sydney baseball. I didn't realize to, to this degree that he did or to what degree, uh, but uh, he emailed me back right away and was happy to do an interview. He fills us in all about Sydney baseball, the, the different leagues within, uh, he elaborates even further across Australia and into the ABL and, and all the different routes players can look at as far as taking their career over to Australia. Uh, and then he also dives into the visas and, and what the different type of visas are that you can come over on. So without further ado, let's get on with episode number 31 with Lewis Almenara.
0: Almanera <laughs> Powered by Middle Punk Media, your sports marketing agency, we put sports center stage.
1: Lewis, welcome to the podcast. Hello, David. Very happy
0: to be talking
1: to you. Thanks for taking time out of your, your schedule to uh, sit down with me here and, and clarify a little bit about uh, the Sydney baseball region and, uh, and also about the structure within Baseball Australia. So maybe we can start there. Can you just take us through the, the structure in Baseball Australia?
0: Well, Australia is a a baseball in Australia. has become a very popular sport over the last uh, 20-odd years, uh, particularly since 1999 when Australia won the Intercontinental Cup. It raised Australia uh, level very high. Australia has virtually three tiers of baseball throughout the country. The top level is the Australian Baseball Federation, who is the national body which oversees baseball activities for both at the professional, semi-professional, and at the fully amateur levels. From there you go to the states, every state has a, a baseball central office. Both of those two are actually recognised under the Australian Ministry for Sport, which comes under the Australian Sports Commission. So they are in fact the entities that monitor baseball as a, as a competitive or as a sport in general in Australia. Mm-hmm. Below those levels at the state level, then it becomes a little bit more open in the sense that we have leagues or associations. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition to that, the ABF, which is the Australian Baseball Federation, has the agreement with Major League International and also some other minor investors, and they operate what we call the Australian Baseball League, the ABL, Mm -hmm. which is the league that has been operating now for three years, although it started over 12 years ago, but it has had at least four or five different rebirths. The current league is a league that has um, six teams representing each state within Australia, it operates from about uh, December oh, about November right through to the end of January. And this is the league that um, is played at the highest level in Australia. It's played in the, in the best stadiums we have. in uh, the similar format to the Americans. they have uh, uh, three or five game series on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the league also that highlights the best players we have in Australia. And we have quite a number of imports, and depending on what the clubs are, the ABF approves how many imports they can have. And we have many players that come from the minor leagues in America, and they spend their summer here in Australia playing at that level. Below that, as I said earlier, we have the state associations. And there's a quite a difference between the states in Australia. Uh, we have six states that have baseball at a very high level, which I mean by uh, the, the regional suburb, suburb type of baseball. New South Wales is the only state that the leagues are not forming part of the state association, although they are affiliated they're not actually dependent on the state association. Every other state in Australia, Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria, uh, the ACT, which is a territory, and Queensland, mm. all the baseball is organized by the state office. So it's under the domain of the body that controls baseball in those states. New South Wales, for historical reasons, does not operate like that. The only thing that comes under that state body. Uh, as a direct uh, supervision or or control is two leagues one is what we call the major league in Sydney which is the summer league which is called the state baseball league and the other one is a league which I happen to be the chairperson which is the masters league which is an over 35 league every other league in New South Wales is is actually a separate entity which has to be affiliated in order to be part of the baseball community and here's where we have juniors and senior leagues. And uh, in the senior side, which is one of the areas that I'm very much involved, we have six of these leagues operating in the Sydney metropolitan area. There is also country associations and country leagues that operate around the country rural areas of New South Wales. But in Sydney, we have the winter, uh, we also have a winter major league, which is very much the same standard and players that play in the summer major league, but this winter major league is not a connected body to the state league. Mm -hmm. It operates separately like the other local leagues do. And I don't know the reason why it's so fragmented, but it seems to work well. It seems to work well because all of us are part of the baseball community and we all work within the standards that the baseball central office dictates. Uh, Now, uh, what... Number of players that we have, Sydney, uh, New South Wales is the highest uh, uh, population of baseball players. I believe we have about 28,000 in New South Wales playing baseball at all levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I said earlier, we have six leagues that operate in six geographical regions of the Sydney metropolitan area. I'm also the chairperson of a league called the Pacific Coast Baseball League, which operates probably about a third of the Sydney metropolitan area, and the other leagues are, as I said before, are more in a geographical sense. Each of these leagues have local clubs. This is just suburban clubs that have for juniors and seniors. And those clubs, also some of them, are the highest level of play also from part, of what I said earlier, which was the major leagues, which is the summer and the winter major leagues, and here we have in the summer, we have nine clubs that play the highest level of baseball in New south Wales and it 's a metropolitan competition, which means that it crosses boundaries geographically. and geographically in some some of these clubs are like a hundred miles distance between each other, and that 's the distance the players have to play. Many of these leagues, many of these clubs import or have imported players. Uh, I believe there's about 18 or 20 American and European baseball players playing in this competition. Um, The top players of this league are the players that get seconded into the National League. So... The players during the ABL season, which is the, the, the semi-professional, as it were, uh, many of these players cannot play for the local club because they are busy with the commitments at the national league. Mm-hmm. But because the state baseball league starts in September and finishes at the end of March, uh, the period of the national league, which is November to January, the players cannot play in the local competitions. They have to play for the national body mm-hmm. or the national competition. And uh, in the national competition, we have probably uh four three to five foreign players uh playing at the national competition, some of which only come exclusively to play at the ABL. Yeah. Uh others are players that actually are in Australia playing for a local club but then go and play for the national body. So it's a very diverse uh group. Uh there's a lot of baseball organizations. There is one central Office, As I said before, per state, there is one central umpires um, group that deals with the appointment of umpires at the national and at the highest level of baseball in the state. And then it's also charted with the responsibility of running the accreditation of all umpires in New South Wales and for that matter in Australia. Uh, The same thing happens on the coaching system. Uh, In Australia, there's a requirement under the Australian Sports Commission that all coaching must be accredited, and there's five levels of accreditation. Uh, Level one gives you accreditation to do juniors, level two to do seniors, and progressively you need to be a level four, for example, to be a level in a a major league club uh, in the summer or winter. So it's very structured, very organized. And um, we are lucky to have uh, many American players that come here to Australia to play. Um, I could cover the the visa and how this an American person player comes to Australia, if you wish. Sure, um, I,
1: we'll get into that in, in half a second here. I just wanted to clarify because um, I'm always trying to to paint an idea for for the listeners of uh, how many opportunities are are within. Uh, a club or a league, or so uh, within. Uh, let's let's talk outside of the ABL and, and just within the the New South Wales state. Uh, how many foreign players do you think are are traveling to to the state just for the purpose of baseball?
0: Um, at the major league level, which is the highest club level, not the national level, I believe there is around twenty. Uh, American players uh, or in Europeans but predominantly American players that come to Australia to play. Now, I said earlier that we have two major league seasons, a summer and a winter. Uh, and because our winter in Australia is your summer, we have a handful of players that would be here during the current winter season. Mm. So the majority of the players that visit Australia will be in our summer, which is your winter, which means that their baseball commitments in America are not there, obviously. So they will leave America and come and play here. My understanding is that there's about 20 of these players. Uh, there's one coach, there's a club, the Penrith Baseball Club, who is one of the nine highest state-level team, uh, clubs. They um, contracted an American to be the club coach.
1: Uh,
0: uh the rest are all players, and it ranges. Uh, I thought that it was predominantly pitching, but I'm told no, it isn't. Um, there is all sorts of players, uh, outfielders, first baseman, pitchers, catchers, a whole range of those. And this is people that many of them come to Australia for the summer season, play baseball, and then they go back to their home place uh, to do whatever they're doing minor leagues in america or college or or uh, whatever else
1: okay so I, I and there's a variety of leagues within new south wales as you mentioned uh which obviously can add that's where i was a little confused and that's that's where you come in um but uh, there's the the new south wales state league is what i've i've narrowed one right. probably the, the top level or probably the clubs that import the most are probably within that that league I would Correct. assume
0: that, that's right it's called the state baseball league it is the league that it runs under the control of the state office mm-hmm. and that is the what we call the major league here in Sydney it's a summer competition yep. uh, and that's the league that has the nine clubs and to participate in that league the clubs have to submit four teams mm-hmm. Uh, the first graders, which is where the better players would be playing, mm-hmm. they play 26 or 28 games in the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They play every weekend, Saturday or Sunday, and Wednesday nights.
1: Okay.
0: The okay. second team is what we call the second grade, and this this team only plays half the number of games, and they only play on the weekends. Okay. Then we have the third graders, which is the third tier, Mm-hmm. And they also only play on the weekends. And the fourth level is the under-19s or the under-18s, mm-hmm. which is where we have uh, a mixture of, uh, of youngsters that have just gone outside the under-16 level and are moving into the major league structure to, to go and write to play into the first-graders. Uh, the under-18s, the thirds, and the second-graders, they play two and a quarter-hour games. But the first graders play full nine inning games. Okay. And they play, uh, as I said, double the amount of games that the other three teams do. Um, and uh, they play every weekend
1: and, uh, and on Wednesday nights. So within the, uh, the importing's primarily just within the first grade then?
0: Yes, predominantly will be. I have heard of Americans that would be in the second grade, uh, but predominantly will be the first graders. The structure in the winter is a little bit different. In the winter, there's only three grades: first, second, and thirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first graders play nine innings again, but the second and thirds only play two and a quarter mm-hmm. um, because of light issues. So you can appreciate the days are a lot shorter in the winter. Yes, uh, in some in winter, um, oh. we don't have the time to play the extra fourth game. And also many of our better Australian players, in New South Wales in particular, are actually college students uh, in America. So they're in America under a sponsorship or a, or a kind of um, an arrangement with universities uh, and then they do the college education and then they play baseball in, in the States. Therefore, that's our winter. So they return back home yeah. In your summer, in your winter, I should say. Yeah, yeah. our summer, and then they're here. So we kind of get everybody back home, as it were. And the standard of the major league, which is the state baseball league in summer, is higher than the current major league winter,
1: yeah.
0: which we currently yeah. have.
1: <laughs> yes, it's all confusing with the winters and summers. But I think everybody's—you uh, know—for me, it's—it's—I'm I'm used to it now. But I think a few of the new listeners might get a little confused there, so they might have to rewind that part. But uh, you've got another tendency. And we have the Sunday <laughs> our, our seasons are in reverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, it presents a great opportunity for international players to play baseball year-round, and, and that's what a lot of guys on my side are looking to take advantage of. And um, So the Pacific Coast Baseball League, uh, you're the chairman of this league?
0: Yes, I am. I've, I've been the president of this league for several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was one of the founders of this league. And uh, we have 22 clubs involved. Uh, and out of those 22 clubs, Two are also state league, pl- state league clubs as well. Okay. And, uh, Pacificos caters, I said earlier that the state league has four teams, mm-hmm. uh, Pacificos will cater for the, for the fifth and onwards teams. Uh, We also have grades. We have eight levels of baseball. And the highest level in Pacific
1: Coast would be just a margin below the second grade of the state league. Okay. And is there any importing going on within the PCBL? Uh,
0: Not really. I, I wouldn't call it importing. We do have a lot of American and Japanese and Korean players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of these people are in Australia because they're either working, they're on a, a work contract, uh, they're professionals, and they come to Australia because of work commitments, or they come for sh- to study, to do university degrees, mm-hmm. and during the time they're here, they spend the time playing baseball. As opposed to the players that come for the major league, which is the state league, but those would be the players that baseball is more important Mm-hmm. Because they would like to to progress a career in baseball, uh, as opposed to the one the talent that we get in Pacific Coast. In Pacific Coast, we get the guy that just loves the sport, is good at it. Yeah, but but he has other things to do. He has to do those rather than play baseball, as opposed to the players in
1: the state league, which are people that are making baseball a career. Okay, and are typically the the higher level American players too, like fresh out of. You know, some some good schools in the in the states, or, or have played some professional baseball in the states, are typically end up in the in the state league. Then, uh, and, and perhaps the traveling baseball player who maybe played at a lower level of of college baseball in the states and has a little pocket change and, and wishes to continue his career potentially could get picked up by one of these clubs if he were to to pay his flight over and find a job or something like that.
0: Well. What, what, I, what we have here in Australia is, uh, uh, many years ago, there used to be a, uh, well, we, do, we still have, sorry, a, a sports visa. But many years ago, the government changed the definition of sports to a contract sport player. In other words, a person that is the professional that is paid a wage and, and a salary and, and comes here to Australia on a, on a contract is it, like, is like a CEO of a company that comes here to do, uh, um, uh, uh, work commitment the same level and that cancelled all the people that would come in here just to play baseball uh, without a contract uh, so now many American uh, players uh, at the level of college or the one to have a career in baseball come to Australia with either a working visa which you can get quite easily for a year and that visa enables the person to live in Australia and work because we have quite strong regulations concerning people working and and, and becoming an earner as it were in Australia Uh, so what we have here is that many Americans or foreigners would come to Australia on a work permit, this work permit entitles them to be here for 12 months and they can work for 6 months of those 12 months and this is working a full time job with a payroll and a salary, paying taxes and insurance and those kind of things Mm -hmm. we also have the other types of visa you have a tourist visa you can get for six months or 12 months, or which you're not allowed to work, technically you're not allowed to work, or you just have uh, a visitor's visa. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the students, most of the players that come and play at the state level actually come on a work visa. And then they are brought here to Australia because of contacts they have with Major League Clubs, which is the state league. Mm-hmm. and what I find is that many of these players in fact are assisted by the clubs many of the clubs pay for the return phase uh, to come here uh, they leave with players you know, young people 20s, early 30s live alone in apartments or in, in townhouses or in houses and they always have a place to accommodate foreign visitors to live with them uh, the club facilitates uh, pocket money, as it were, by running clinics and um, and training programs for the juniors, for example. And then uh, the people are here, get get paid, and they get money to 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 meet for their living costs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is what most of the players from America come and do. So I, I am not aware of any player that is in the system of the state league that actually is on a payroll, earning a wage. The ones who will do are the players that have actually made it to the National League. Mm-hmm. And those players will in a wage because they are actually not payable on some American Major League system that are sent to Australia to to recoup from injuries or just further their experience or so forth. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, In here, I mean, I've met many of these uh, players that come here. They have a comfortable lifestyle. It's a damn good experience when baseball is not on. They're out surfboarding or traveling and visiting Australia in general. And um, what they do, they just are around many of the competitions that we have here. And uh, we have uh, American scouts visiting Australia constantly. And they're always on the radar of, uh, of looking at new talent.
1: Yeah, well, that, you know, that all sounds very interesting and it, it does present the question. Like, I, I assumed that due to the high level of baseball in the state league that, um, you know, players were coming over on, on a working visa or, or where, where they're actually hired by the club or, or, or paid by the club a small amount or, um, they set them up with working opportunities, as you said. Um, if a player were, were unable to get on with a state league club and, they wanted to take the initiative and, and apply for a working visa and travel to Australia and find a job uh, and then walk on to, to perhaps a, a club uh, in the Pacific Coast League or, or the State League. Um, what do you think the odds are of a club welcoming them on board if they did have some baseball skills or maybe some, some coaching experience?
0: Oh, 100%. No chance that they'll miss out. Uh, we we are very much starving for that type of talent here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no question in my mind that anybody that comes to Australia with the expertise that America offers uh, in baseball will be very much sought after here in Australia. Um, we have uh, I met a, a Japanese uh, player the other day, a guy that is in his forties. Uh, a very talented coach and um, has good command of the English. And he came here on a company, uh, on a job. He was sent by his office to work. And then because he likes baseball, he uh, decided to join the local baseball club. And uh, he now uh, has made arrangements to work. Uh, and he has a, a semi-resident working visa here. And uh, he's made arrangements now to make a living out of it by conducting batting clinics and indoor batting centers and so forth. And
1: now he's very much considering taking that as a full-time job. So, and how, then, so you said a semi-resident visa. So, that, so how does that come about? What, can you tell me a little bit more about that?
0: Yes. In Australia, many of the, many of the people that play baseball, particularly the Asians, uh, come on a student visa. In Australia, if you're a university student, once you finish your degree – you are allowed to stay and work for a period of, I believe it's two years, and that is to practice the profession that you have. And then during that period, you can apply to have a temporary residency visa. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens is many people come here, they finish the degree, they love the country, they love the weather, the people, and so forth, so they take advantage of that opportunity. And I, I make the point that it's only available to universities. It's not available to colleges
1: mm-hmm.
0: or or, uh, or academies at that level of study, which you can also get a student visa. But once you finish, you have to leave. Mm-hmm. It's a university graduate that gets a degree that is entitled to apply for this semi-residence visa. And then you you are here for two years. You develop a lifestyle. Many may even get married. Uh, develop a business. And then eventually you apply for your full residency visa. And then if everything is going well, if you're not, uh, got involved problems with the law <laughs> and, uh, and everything is right, then, yeah. you know, you, you get your residency and then you stay here.
1: Okay. So and
0: okay. Australia, as you know, allows dual citizenship. So many people that get Australian citizenship do not lose their own. So.
1: Yeah, that's great. I live in, I, li- I now live in Austria and, uh, I'm required to give up my Canadian. Uh, uh, citizenship in order to obtain an Austrian one, which is not something I'm, I'm willing to do. But that, that sounds interesting. So, uh, another thing is: is if somebody were there on a working visa and they they just loved uh, playing baseball in Australia and wanted to come back for maybe a second or third season, is that possible to to obtain a, a working visa a second or third time?
0: Very much so, and that's very much what happens uh, year after year. We have many people that actually come here to spend uh, our summer, your winter uh, in America or Northern Hemisphere. They come here to Australia and they spend, you know, a good part of the season and more. Uh, And it happens continually. Uh, I remember, um, the name escapes me, taught, uh, this is at the early days of the National League, a guy that, an American pitcher that I, I became good friends with, the name escapes me, anyway, he would come here with his family and three children every year and not only play for the state for the, for, the, for the National League the old ABL but also will be the head coach of the Cronulla Sutherland Club which is one of the state league clubs mm-hmm. which is one of the strongest clubs in the southern part of Sydney and, uh, and he would come here every year he lived up in uh, Fresno I think mm-hmm. he, and he would be here six months in Fresno which is in, in your summer and he would spend the six months in Australia in our summer, yeah, yeah. and uh,
1: and it's many many that used to do that uh, and they're still doing it. Well, wow. yeah. sounds like a a, a great lifestyle, uh, no winter unless of course you're a skier, uh, but there's okay. always Melbourne, right? So, yeah. um, so I, I wanted to ask you as well um, about this Metro Sydney Metro League. Uh, is are, you know is that more of a recreational league?
0: Well, Sydney Metro is identical to the Pacific Coast. Okay. Exactly, it's exactly the same level of baseball. It's a geographically based league. Uh, it has uh, uh, less teams than Pacific Coast, but more clubs than Pacific Coast. Uh, in Pacific Coast, we have clubs with 15 teams, for example. Uh, we have four clubs with have more than 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Metro, there's more clubs, but the clubs only have like two or four teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metro is identical to Pacific Coast. It's just in a different, more western side of Sydney, Pacific Coast is okay. So yeah. it's no different uh, it has, It's a graded competition It's a two hour game mm-hmm. uh, Generally there's two games in the afternoon One after the other you know, uh, In the grounds um, Yeah, The rules are very similar Which is uh, competition rules I mean um, In Pacific Coast we, we did make some Modifications to the baseball rules um, And this was done In order to facilitate more participation and uh, I'll give you two key ones, uh, which some leagues use. Uh, we are allowed, for example, 12 batters to play. Okay. Uh, what it means is that when you go to the lineup at the beginning of the game, you have 12 people batting, but obviously only nine take the field.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: what this means is that uh, the lineup, uh, one team could have 12, the other team could have 9, 10, 11, or 12. Um, and the players, some players don't field at all, or if they do, they just, we call it a rotation, not a substitution. Mm-hmm. They may also have substitutes. So if a team has 15 players, there will be 12 playing and three as subs. So the subs will actually be like a regular substitution or replacement of player, but the, the fielding and batting will be rotation. So that's one of the rules that we have in Pacific Coast which is very much used in the lower grades to mm-hmm. provide more participation because when you only play 2 hours and you have a team that has 12 players. Yeah. Uh you want everybody to participate. Yeah. The other rule that we changed was uh, the removal of the pitcher after a second visit on an inning by the coach. Mm-hmm. In Pacific Coast the pitcher can stay in the game. Mm-hmm. So he generally goes and he can take a fielding position. Right? Uh, Another, a third rule is that in the very low grades, uh, we have a maximum number of runs that you can score in an inning, Mm -hmm. uh, which is five, uh, seven, sorry, seven runs. You score seven runs in an inning, the inning is over. And this is because in two hours, at a very low level, and I mean moms and dads, averages uh, ages of 50, uh, mostly parents of children, People that take up baseball in the mid-40s and they just do it for the fun, which is something that I don't believe Americans quite understand because I don't believe it happens over there. They do much about it in softball, slow pitch, softball, but not in baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We have that rule because we found that uh, in two hours, some games only had two innings or one inning. <laughs> if you yeah. everybody, it was just either body and mistakes everywhere. So we yeah. have those kind of modifications to facilitate a bit more social side. But as I said, that, that only happens at the low level yeah. of the grades. The Pacific higher levels are very strong.
1: I mean, yeah. Okay. A- yeah, that's what I was thinking. So it, it, I think it's fair to say that the Metro League and the the PCBL sound very recreational and more for the the traveling baseball player uh, that could potentially walk onto one of these clubs. Or it sounds like there's potentially a a pretty high demand for someone that has some. Coaching background or coaching experience that that could come and, and share his knowledge and and help 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 maybe even a forty year old who's a beginner learn how to play the game. Yeah. Where in the New South Wales uh, state league, uh, it sounds like that's more where the professional baseball players or the top college players may come and play.
0: Well, there is there is another difference which also has some bearing in that. At the local league level, which is the PCBLs and the Metros and the Cronulla Sutherlands and the St. George's, which is the, the leagues that we have, uh, the level of training is not as intense as it is in the state league. Yeah. The state league, which is the, the highest level, uh, the training is massive. I mean, they have at least uh, two or minimum one backing day when they go to the cages and everybody just has a number of hits. Uh, or they have fielding training. Uh, for example, the club that I'm involved with, which is the Wright Eastwood uh, Hawks, uh, which I'm involved with, that club, and we are a major league club, as well as having teams in Pacific Coast. Uh, I'm now more into the Pacific Coast, more of the social side, that before I used to be at the major league side. Well, the major leaguers will train twice a week, mm-hmm. and and people that play in Pacific Coast, for example, Would not be able to do that type of training Mm -hmm. for either work, family, or or study, right? Uh, People that play at the state level, uh, sorry, at the state league, uh, would be required to attend those trainings. If they don't, they'll just don't get to play at that level of baseball. So it's a different mentality. And most of the American players that come to Australia that come to play baseball would be in that category. They will be the more committed guys, the guys that will always find the time to have continued training.
1: Okay. Uh, so is it fair to say that across Australia, below the state league, or if it's not in the ABL or the state league, it's, there's just there's opportunities to walk on – and play more in a recreational league and and live in Australia and maybe even work your way onto a state league. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. That's very much the case. Perfect. Very interesting. Uh, So uh, that that sounds good. I think just a couple more questions Uh, in the new South Wales state league. uh, I believe you said there's nine teams, nine clubs. There's nine clubs. There's
0: nine clubs at the moment. Yes. Each club has the four teams in the state league and some clubs have more teams that play in the local
1: yeah. leagues. Okay, and within those clubs, are, is there a restriction to how many imports um None. play? Not whatsoever. None. There's, no,
0: the, there's no restrictions at all in any of the state leagues, in any state in Australia. The only restrictions of foreign players is at the
1: national level, at okay. the ABL. Okay, so so potentially um, if a guy had some, you know, if if a team picked up, let's say, three imports for that upcoming season maybe a pitcher and a catcher and a middle infielder or something uh, and a fourth guy was inquiring about playing and they said sorry we're you know our budget is is you know, uh, you know we, we've spent our whole budget and he maybe he could work out a unique deal or, or if he did come from a high-level baseball and he just wanted to play maybe he could work something out where, where he pays his plane ticket and still gets on with the state league club as a fourth player or something like that.
0: Oh yes, uh, and, and furthermore, it could give more players. Uh, I know many, uh, many of the clubs at that level and I speak to them constantly and I know they're always uh, in the lookout for, for players to come and spend their summer here in Australia and play at, the, at, at the club level. Um, just on the question of budget and you brought that word, um, baseball in Australia is not, uh, it, it doesn't have a lot of support, commercial support. Uh, in fact, it's very poor. Uh, it is not a mainstream sport. Uh, mainstream sport is uh, cricket and uh, uh, and rugby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, there's two levels of rugby. Uh, and then you have soccer or football, which has become very popular now uh, in Australia. Baseball, unfortunately, suffers quite a lot from corporate support. So when we talk about budgets... We really don't have a budget, as it were. Uh, Many of the players at the state level actually pay to play. Uh, It's only very hand-picked players that get offered a free season. Uh, And also the coaches get get given some sort of honorarium, um, which is just like a reimbursement of costs. So it's not even... Regarded as income, therefore, it's not taxable. Mm. So what the clubs would do is they would do fundraising activities. Uh, They operate canteens or kiosks where they have food stalls. And and on the game days, they make money out of those things. Um, They do um, uh, clinics uh, for the local juniors Mm -hmm. in the various clubs on weekends, they do um, festivals, they do um, trivia nights, Mm -hmm. Uh, all of them are to raise money to pay for the club to operate Mm -hmm. Uh, and essentially goes to the cost of hiring grounds uh, from local councils because in Australia, aside from the national stadiums in every state, every baseball ground is owned by a council, Mm -hmm. by the local municipality. And every club has to pay a fee to rent it. Uh, we also have to pay for lights uh, when the night games are on. so clubs need to do fundraising to do this yeah so uh, i for a club to have more than two players for which they have paid return airfares and committed some pocket money, it would be i i couldn 't see more than two players per club being able to do that yeah. Uh, the budget of a club for the whole year or the expenditure would range around 40000 forty to $50,000. Yeah. By the time they pay for ground fees, baseballs, you know, you pay $90 a case of, baseball, uh, of baseballs and, uh, you know, you would go through a box a night. Uh, umpires, umpires are expensive, $65 a game, yeah. and yeah. you get a minimum of two umpires per game. Uh, so, you know, so it all comes from the fees that the players pay.
1: Yeah. We
0: also have the national insurance, which is the fee that every single player in Australia has to pay, money that goes to the national and the state bodies. And it's just been announced that the fee is $96 per, season, per year. So every player has to pay that as well. So
1: Yeah, it's pretty clear to yeah. me then. So it sounds very similar to the, the European League's uh, where you know there 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 really isn't much of a budget. It's the same same deal. It's all uh, you know through fundraisers and whatnot and membership fees and um, so yeah. it's the same thing. Except there are restrictions to the number of foreign players uh, on a uh, on the field at a time. Actually, you can carry as many as you want on a roster in in Europe. Um, but uh, in most of Europe, anyway, um, but you only only two to three players are allowed on the field at a time uh, that are that are not of the local nationality. However, yeah, this sounds good. So I, I think that pretty much covers everything that I wanted to know, or I think uh, the listeners would like to know. Um, could you maybe? Um, just name the nine, nine clubs in the state league uh, i know that a lot of the guys listening are like okay which clubs are there because there's so many clubs and i've i've organized it on my website so that it's fairly clear and uh, uh but i, I think uh, it'd be nice to hear what, what what are the name of these nine clubs that typically uh where the more serious and professional baseball player uh would uh could contact if-
0: in New South Wales, the nightclubs are MacArthur Orioles, mm-hmm. and that's a club that operates in the southern part of the state. We have the Cronulla Sutherland, which is also based in the southern part, but more on the beach area, right on the water. Mm. The third club would be Mani Warringah. Mani Warringah is a club that operates in the northern suburbs of Sydney, again, right on the water. Then we have the Ride Hawks, which is the club that I'm involved with. We operate just above, just over the Sydney Harbour Bridge in the, in the city itself. Then we have Bochum Hills. Bochum Hills is probably one of the oldest clubs in Sydney. They are in the Hills area, which is about um, 45 minutes from the water. Then we have the Penrith Club. Uh, Penrith is the club that is right up in the west end of Sydney, um, over in the area called the, uh, the Blue Mountains area. Uh, it's a new club. It's been only on the league for the last four years. Uh, then we have Blacktown Workers, which is uh, a club that operates on the southern side of the city, again inland. And the ninth club is the Central Coast Mariners. The Central Coast is a club that comes from uh, an area called the Central Coast, which is way up north from Sydney. It will be about an hour drive up the highway to go to that area. So those are the nine major league clubs in the summer under the State League. We call it a major league. We we'll change it to the State League. Uh, if you listeners would like some information, they can go and enter into the New South Wales Baseball League website, and in there, there is a click to go into the State League website, uh, or just put in State League New South Wales in Google, and then they'll get that, and then each club has its own website. Um, I. I get a lot of emails sent to me for people that find Pacific Coast uh, wanting to, to come to Australia, and I needed to refer those emails to the major league clubs that I know mm-hmm. and work with. Uh, I'm told the office, of the state office, also gets quite a lot of inquiries, and these are posted to all the major league clubs, and the clubs then follow up with prospective people wanting to come to Australia.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's where my, that's where my website comes in, too, is it helps to to um siphon through all those those candidates uh you know there's a number of of professional players on my website and then there's a lot of the traveling type players that are willing to pay their their flight and, and whatnot uh and now uh you know through my website we offer a service where for free where we help the clubs um you know recruit some of these players so you know we'll send um uh, basically, a scouting summary of of some of the players on the website, um, and so there 's always that service if you ever if you want to get that word out to some of your clubs if, yep. if they really you know I know that the guys running the clubs are working nine to five and have families and and I know the communications with all these different players uh, can take up a lot of time, so uh, I have a couple of guys uh, helping me out with that and and so we do offer uh, a service that 's free to a certain extent, of course, the communication Uh, from beginning to end uh, right through to selection of, of an import takes quite a bit of time. And, and, you know uh, there, so we do have a a paid service as well to do the whole thing from beginning to end, but we do offer, uh, you know, a scouting summary uh, of, of some of the players on the site and guys that we're familiar with that have played in Europe uh, and in the States. So um, that is available to, to some of the new South Wales state league clubs uh, if, if they wish to, to, uh, to inquire about it anyway. Um, yeah, and I, I you know, I appreciate your time, Lewis, and and uh, you've, you've been a huge help. Uh, it's cl- clarified a lot of, of my questions, and I know a lot of the questions that some of the guys on my site might have. Uh, so maybe we'll follow up sometime down the road, and, and I'd like to stay in contact. And if you ever need anything from me, uh, feel free to to contact me or email me, and, I, and I'll, I'll get right back to you.
0: Okay, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, David, and uh, good luck with uh getting us better players
1: down to Australia. Yeah, sounds good. Perfect. Thanks, Lewis. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That wraps up episode number 31. I want to thank uh, Lewis for taking the time out of his day to fill us in about all the different opportunities at the variety of different levels within Australia and even more specifically within New South Wales baseball. Uh, From the sounds of it, uh, all the way from the ABL down to Third Division Australian Baseball. There's opportunities, of course. Those opportunities are going to be uh, of a different variety, depending on uh, your skill level and your background. But uh, you know, even the traveling baseball player that's willing to fund some of his way is able to get on. Uh, as Lewis said, he said no problem at all to walk on with the club in Australia if you came over on a working visa. Um, and funded your flight it should not be a problem so those of you that really want to make this happen and haven't been picked up you could always look at that route so just to clarify one more time, those of you that are looking to uh, have your funding uh, paid for, your your expenses paid for, uh, your best bets obviously within the ABL. Uh, there's a there's a draft link uh, at the bottom of this post for the ABL. Um, but again, you need to probably have minor league experience or or at least come out of a top college, uh, be fresh out of a top college or something like that. Um, but with, below that is the, are the state leagues. There's six of them. There's the Southern Australia State League, the Western Australia, New South Wales, Queensland, uh, Victoria, and Capital Territory. Those are the six state leagues, uh, and th- that's where you're going to you know find clubs that are playing at, at a very high level as well, uh, and they, their demand for, for an import is quite high as well and uh, that's where your best bet is to to get your expenses taken care of and then below that there are uh, within those clubs that are in the state league clubs often they'll have a um you know, a, a second team or a third team within those clubs that could always use a guy that could come in with baseball knowledge or, or as a player a coach. But often uh, you're looking; they're looking at guys that are willing to pay their way and then work. Uh, so, or they'll often set you up with a place to stay. But for the most part, you're funding funding your way and you're working while you're there part time. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Pacific Coast Baseball League in Sydney. Or the Sydney area that Lewis was talking about is one of those leagues as well. There are foreign players there, but none of them are, are actually imported. They, they're the ones that happen to be over there or have taken the initiative. So so that about sums it up. Uh, if any of you want more information about uh, the visa requirements and everything, you can uh, obviously Google it. Um, but uh, uh, there's a free ebook that I've produced. It's it's a guide for Canadians, actually, because Canadians have the opportunity to travel on uh, a working holiday visa to many countries in europe and as well as australia but it's pretty much the same with americans and canadians in australia Uh, so there's a link in that ebook the ebook's free um, but there's a link there that takes you directly to the the application for a visa so you can go ahead and download that ebook for free and uh, on a side note there's a couple other ebooks there that are also for free so feel free to download those So until next time, thanks for listening, you guys, and uh, we'll catch you on episode number 32.